What? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey. This is Jimmy Farrell from Monty and the Farrell, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Farrell. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro. I'm still trying to see the video. I don't see it. I don't know. Whatever. Um, all right, so if anyone doesn't know, uh, we are officially terminated off of YouTube. Uh, for what reasons, I don't know. Uh, I want to give a roll call for people who are kind enough to join us today. At the Wisteria Hall page, R.J. Hudson, Maria Davis, J.B., how are you? All right, great, a whole three people. All right, we're doing well. Um, so basically, I got an email the other day that, you know, our channel continues to break YouTube policy. So basically, all the videos that everybody's enjoyed, I mean, you're talking about 2.5 million total views, which again, in the YouTube world, isn't so great right it ain't so bad it's okay um and then you got twenty two thousand subscribers but the most important part right is uh you know we were monetized on youtube even though one of marati's crew wrote on the page right before we got suspended that they were going to do their best to get us suspended that we wouldn't we weren't even monetized or some nonsense like that but you know again we needed the 400 bucks to pay for the studio to shoot out of. Of course. Not right? Free. You see the sponsors on the board here, right? They pay us, but they're not going to pay us if there's no one watching the show. Mm -hmm. What good is that? So, right. you know, so Marathi's crew, Hannibal, Mick Foley, I don't know who it is, uh, wiped us out, mm. and they pretty much finished us. So, as you know, again, where we try to join each other on a Thursday night and – you know, join a little family that we've been building over the last couple of years. Yeah. I guess uh, you know you you did what you had to do, right? Yeah. So congratulations, fascists! Hey, we actually have five people watching us on Facebook, though. That's, Almost doubled in a few seconds. That's, that's incredible. Right. I mean, you know, now when you look at our total views against uh, some of these channels, we're the worst. We've got like you know, 
uh, we had a we have a video of Tony Atlas talking about Bruiser Brody that had like 140,000 views. Right. I've had it up for 12 hours. It's right. got like eight views. All right. So we're, we're in great All right. shape here. All right. So thoughts, Farrell? What, what did you think? Fascism. Absolute suppression and fascism. You know, never once did we tell a guest what to think. We always let the guest say what he wants to say. Uh, it's not our fault that over 90% of our guests happen to lean a certain way politically. We let them say their piece. Last week, we had somebody who leaned the other way politically. We let them say their piece. We've never subliminally suggested anything. Uh, I checked the community guidelines last night very carefully, and I don't see one goddamn thing we did. Not one goddamn thing. But that's okay. You know, at the end of the day, uh, a few, very few selfish individuals who think they know what freedom is, but are clearly fascist pigs, have decided to silence something that was the complete opposite of them. Creative, original, funny, improv and a whole bunch of other things. What I really truly feel bad for is, is I feel bad for the thousands of people who tuned into this show every week and enjoyed it for what it was. Well, the joke, the joke about it all is Sick we it. weren't making much money. We weren't partying we were off this money. We were pouring it back into the show. We were just pouring show. it back into the show so we could try to entertain people Sick and have me. a good time. Sick and me. the funny thing is, you know, when Dan Marotti dropped out of a fucking heart attack, yeah. we, we showed him the fucking respect. More respect than right? we've been given. And if we would have died, he wouldn't have said shit. Have said but still, thing. his little fucking croonies right. fucking attack the show right. and falsely report us right. and knock us out. Right. Right? Sad. At least I think sad, they did it. Sad individuals, you know, between them and the toothless prick that lives on the So island. I want everybody to pay you attention yeah, to you, the... Mick. I want to see everybody pay attention to the scroll there. We're seen by nobody. There you go. We have no subscribers. There you go. We have no members. Right. Just Pieces the- Trash has got to shut out. Yeah, that's... that's and just- we're giving you the new website. So I ask you if you think that there's a possibility we could rebuild on YouTube because, guys, really the only... YouTube is one of the only main monetizing points, right? You can right. go to Rumble. You have to pay right. to download to Rumble right. and to get and then right. possibly get monetized. Mm-hmm. So that can't really work. No. Facebook, in the oh, three years we've been monetized with them, I right. think we've made a total of four hundred dollars, which years. we have to spit here with the studio. That's awesome. How are we going to afford McDonald's? Right? We have to check with Mick. All the sponsor money we make here, we split with the studio, so we're not making anything. Right. We've always poured it right back into the show. Uh, so fans. PJ says, it. "I bet it was boss of wrestling." Well, you know what, guys? That's, that's Again, like I said, how no one will them. ever see all the videos. There was a thousand and fifty-six videos of all your wrestling heroes with good stories, okay. right? They weren't yep. the, the, the Dan Marotti or Hannibal nonsense that went on there. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, they mm-hmm. win. Yeah. Um, well, just keep people on YouTube who beat up women. You can always do that, right? PJ yeah. says Twitter's working on things. I don't know at this point. Like, like Twitter. here's a, you know here's a perfect example. Mm. You, you know we're on the Wisteria Hall page. There's eight people watching. Right. Eight people. By the time this right. video, I mean, right. here I'll you know ESO good guy Bruce. Um, while he was here in my absence, where we usually have a, a substantial amount of viewers, mm-hmm. when it was you and Bruce, and this is not a knock on you and Bruce, right. 128 views, 66 views, right. 75 views. Right. Sean Oliver interview, 100 views for Sean Oliver, right. 88 views, right. 134. I mean, look, we're not here to do a vanity project. I mean, you know. Um, PJ, you missed a Scott Hall interview. That was one of the best interviews anyway. Yeah. Babe Ruth says spit on Marathi. I'm not spitting on Marathi. No. It's just like, no. again, 
Sad individuals. The, the, the fans of Marathi. The fans of Marathi like that trash type of bullshit that went on. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? And again, look, you and Bruce did a really good job. All right, but like you know, with all due respect, Bruce, I, I'm not into talking about you know, hey, the fiend came back this week. Let's discuss it. Right. I could give a shit. Right. Right. Yeah. I I've said that clearly. Right. Absolutely. I don't want to talk about that nonsense. Right. I could give a shit about Chris Jericho. You know, again, we talk some wrestling, sure. and we, but we talk like the inside of wrestling, yeah. right? And and the thoughts of wrestling. Yeah. I mean. Do you guys realize? Do you guys realize that Vince McMahon was on what's his name show, um, the Kicker, the Kick? Oh, McAfee. Yeah, thank you on the McAfee show, and he was specifically asked, "Did the Undertaker ever talk about going to WCW?" Vince said no. Mm-hmm. Do you know last Sunday was yeah. the first, and it was all over the dirt sheets. Yep. Right, the first time. Someone said The Undertaker was negotiating with WCW. If I go, everybody's going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I feel bad for the wrestling fans who enjoyed this program because now they don't get it anymore. They won't have it anymore because of the selfish, self-centered act of a few disgusting, deplorable fascists. But there's, there's, the other, there's other deplorable people. Okay. Right? Do tell. There's a promoter out there named Sorrentino. I kind of got into it with oh, him. Oh, God. What are you bringing up? That so that, remember that guy for? that did the A.J. Lee thing? Yeah. Right? Remember right. that guy? Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. So I got into it with him because he's another big fat fucking mouth, right? He doesn't sure. shut up. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, I said, and, uh, guys, listen to this. This is a promoter out there that said his house burnt down. Put a, put a uh, uh, GoFundMe page out there. And then a few weeks later, promotes AJ Lee for twenty thousand dollars. There you go. There you go. Boy, that's that's what we want the out of here. Epitome of struggling, huh? Yeah. Interesting. RJ Hudson says the Scott Hall interview was great. I found you all the Sandman and Shane Douglas interview was amazed by Sandman was so smart. Hey Phil, good to see you. Glad you made it, Roy. Hey, you made it. Hey. Well, some of you guys are coming again. Up, for people that are late, we have knocked. And by the way, Mitch Seinfeld, thank you, sir, for hey, all the support. Uh, you know. For all, you know, again, we're knocked off YouTube, one of the main things, mm-hmm. and, you know, it pretty much put the dagger in, so right. no one will see the videos anymore, so right. when we drop dead, they'll be somewhere on some disc until they rot away, right. and we miss gold. So yeah, so much for Bob Backlund standing on So anyway, show. since this could be our last show, right. I want to ask you a few questions. Sure. Did you ever fuck Andrew Anderson's girlfriend? What was her name? Sarah? Yeah, that was her name. Did you fuck her? Maybe. Not. Andrew's married, by the way, but, you know, who, who maybe, cares? Maybe not. <laughs> That's my maybe, answer. Maybe, maybe not. My answer is maybe. I think you did. Maybe not. Me thinks you did. Well, I well, have to know all these things before. I would, the I would the... think that perception is reality, so I'll leave you with your reality and say uh, maybe not. How's that? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Or maybe so. I'm going to leave that to your perception. She's cute, too. She was a cutie. Sarah was a very nice girl. She's cute. So we got a promoter who, who goes GoFundMe after he claims that his house is burnt down and right. then goes and promotes AJ Lee right. and charges people $500. Right. And you're banging a pro wrestler's wife. Maybe, girlfriend. maybe not. Maybe not. Um, by the way, have you heard from any of our uh, good friends during all of this uh, no. in the wrestling community? No, no, Anybody got our no. back? Anybody? No, no, I didn't no. think so. That's what I mean. It's a good time to, 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 to rip apart, like, the yeah. Evan Ginsberg. What are your thoughts on Evan Ginsberg? And if anyone doesn't know Evan, Evan Ginsberg, goes, he's the guy who claims to be the associate producer for mm-hmm. The Wrestler. 
Uh, Evan Ginsburg is an opportunist uh, using bitch. How about that? I like that. That's because that's what he is. I and like fuck that. you, Evan, if you don't fucking like it, okay? You are a deplorable human being but he, who claims to be a freedom fighter but is the most suppressive fascist pig I've ever come across. And yeah, just because I like the Beatles and the Yankees uh, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me, you fruity fuck. Oh, Phil, Phil's, Phil's asking... Anyway. Phil's asking, what, what, why did Fuck we get a strike again? No idea. Uh, All I know is I reached out to Maria Davis because there was a guy named, uh, help, help me out with his name, the guy that you kept telling me to block. Oh, there's too many. No, but the, come on, we were just talking this? about what, him. I pee on my... No, uh, no, there was a guy I pee on my scrotum. He said him and his crew were going to knock us off of YouTube. I didn't know who the hell it was. That, but there was the, other, no, the other guy that kept bothering from the beginning. You kept on telling me to block him early named, on. The, the guy named... With the J. The, the guy J. named after a French fry. Yeah, Julian. What, Julian, what's his last name? Julian... Uh, Maria, if you're out there, write his name. Julian Arness. Julian Arness. Yeah. So Julian up, Arness, asshole? Julian Arness, press? in the beginning of our show, yeah. was constantly attacking us. And right. Farrow... He wished death on me. Yes. I so Farrow wanted me to block him, but I always felt like everybody had a right that for freedom of speech, mm, right? Right. We always tried to. But out him. of nowhere, Julian Ines appeared again, right. and he started saying, right. I'm reporting this channel. We're going to get you guys off. Oh, so I asked Maria, I said, Good do you know you. Julian Arnes? And right. she said, no, nah, he's one of the Boston boys. Right. Right. You know, so you were right. You're right. like, yeah. And then, garbage. and then Just garbage. Hannibal has the Boston boys, our friend Hannibal out there, that piece of trash forty-year-old right. who lives when he's with not his, beating down women, who li- beating women and yeah. lives with mommy and daddy. Right. And you know what, Hannibal that could no come talent, here. motherfucker. He, he could come yeah, here. And, he could come here anytime he wants. Oh, right. By so, all means. By yeah. all means, get yourself arrested again, Hannibal. Go for it. So anyway, um, fucking idiot. That's loud. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so at least we can still hear it. Anyway, not, not bad. I reported these guys to YouTube. That they were saying this, right? Yeah, because we already it. had two strikes on us, right? right? So it was like I knew if we got a third strike, we were in deep shit. Right. But we were treading very lightly. Right. Now, I did put up the Mick Foley video, which was just Mick Foley talking. How dare you? And all we said was that he was missing teeth. Right. Right? Yeah. And he is missing teeth. And don't tell me not to worry about McDonald's. That's right. Wow, how offensive. How offensive. How offensive. You fat fascist pig, Mick. You make me sick. I'll probably never watch another match. Hey, Jared, is your mic on? I'll probably never watch another match. Guy makes me want to... So there's a a guy out out there. His name also, friend of Evan Ginsburg, another trash heap. Yes. Named Russell Jackman, right? right? Russell is a lawyer, a Jewish lawyer in California. He fancies himself a manager in wrestling, right? So you could buy yourself into wrestling. So, again, we know everybody's little secrets here. So he bought himself into wrestling. But instead of being the manager of the annoying Jewish manager, he felt that he wanted to be the Italian manager because he felt that people hated Italians. What's he stereotyping you? What do you, what do you think of that, Jared, as a young guy? Like... Isn't that so? He was Jewish. He's Jewish, but he felt that in order to get heat, and heat again is the meaning of like anger of the fans, right? Yeah, heat like people hate you. Yeah, yeah. He had to be Italian. Wow, that's pretty ra- no, that's not bad. racist. But what would well, that- wait a minute, why is that? It could not? definitely be racist. Why is that not? 
Is that racist? You can only the be right racist word? against certain backgrounds. Now we have thinking, that particular. Yeah, he. I'll ask you, Chris. What do you think? Get on the mic, Chris. Absolutely <laughs> racist. That's as racist as racist gets. Oh, well. Now, on the other hand, I thought to myself, Chris, what would get more heat? An annoying Jewish lawyer or a Goomba Italian? Oh, it annoying. Well, with all due respect, I think it's a toss-up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? All right. If you're going to go by the stereotypes, I think, uh, you know, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to any type of racism at all. But look, we all have our idiosyncrasies, okay, as ethnic groups or races or whatever. When you start judging people based on those, that's what prejudice means, prejudge. Right. So I don't, I, right. I, I, I don't even want to get into that because right. that's what got us where we are today is exactly what's happening between schools and the, and the economy and, and, and politics. Everybody's being separated. One's on one side and the other's on the other. And that's the problem in this country. It's one goddamn country. And it's one race, the human race. The sooner we get that, the sooner we'll get our shit together. And that's the problem is we're dividing ourselves. Yeah. Instead of celebrating our differences and embracing them, we're dividing each other because of them. And that's the biggest mistake you can make. And obviously, look around you. It's obvious what's going on. This is what I don't understand, Chris, and this is what I was telling Jamie and I was telling Jared and stuff like that. Again, in the YouTube world, we had 22,000 subscribers after three years, okay? That's nothing in YouTube. And how do you chase down a wrestling show, a wrestling show, and shut them down? Meanwhile, give me one second, you've got guys like WSI with uh, the, the dude from England, okay, along with his friend Dutch Mantel with his stupid mustache, talking about rape, murder, everything else. That's okay. That's okay. Or you got Hannibal, who beats women, right, on a, on a regular basis, has already gone to jail, right, and fancies himself a wrestler, but he couldn't make it because He's he terrible. caught hepatitis and blamed it on Abdullah the Butcher, right? My point here is, how isn't he suspended? How is it his channel knocked off? Do you want me to tell you? Go ahead. Do you, do you want to risk? Wait a minute. One last again? thing before you I don't tell want me. To get you banned before again. you I tell want to be me. Responsible for when we got into Thursday Night Wars with this guy Dan Marotti who passed away. Yes. He brought Tony Atlas's daughter on to trash Tony Atlas for an hour and a half, but he doesn't get suspended. And they have his back. He's a good human being for doing that, huh, guys? Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Fascist, hypocritical, okay. critical shit. I, I'm going to risk getting you guys banned again if I say what I'm going to say, but I never even said this to you guys, okay? And I'm going to say it live now. Anything, and I mean anything, can be bought. And a lot of people on YouTube are buying, whether it's views or buying subscribers, or they're paying a lot of money for ads, which be YouTube's making money. You guys aren't doing that. And you got 22,000 subscribers organically that's a threat that's a huge threat you may not think twenty two thousand is a lot but when there's people who are paying that have millions of viewers where 90 percent of it is bullshit yep that's a threat yep that's why you guys got suspended because you were making you were making inroads on your own we were real that's dangerous yep do you know what that you know what that guy arnest wrote on our page that i never block anyone you could attest to that right yeah say what you want right just be somewhat respectful. He came on out of nowhere and he goes, 20,000 views, you subscribers, you bought it, you're not even monetized. And I was going to respond and go, you stupid f- 
fucking idiot. If you have that many subscribers, whether they're bots or real, you're monetized. I mean, it's fucking common sense, you goofy fool, but I didn't. Did the idiot even run one of your videos? Because if he did, he'd see there was a damn pre-roll. What's that? Exactly. You're monetized. Exactly. Hello? Dealing with a jealous so you, moron. So you got to dismiss I mean, that kind of crap. That's nonsense. Yes, you were monetized. And yes, it's not a huge amount of subscribers, but it was all organic. I know all the tricks, okay? Here, I know what I'm talking here, here's about. Here's the killer for it You all. did it for real. We, we enjoyed this as being younger people, former wrestling fans. And then you build this little family, right? And... They're, they're enjoying it. Now, again, some, a lot of people didn't like our interview style, and I totally get it. And that was cool with me. I used to say it all the time. I don't care. That, if that's what we, that's but the fun. fact of the matter is we were using the funds to work out of the studio. If it wasn't, and again, props to Chris, props to Jared. If it wasn't for Indie Music Studio, we wouldn't even have had the opportunity to have 23,000 subscribers. That's a fact. And we've already told you that a million times, but I'll say it on the air in case this is the last time. But the other thing is, we would have these legends on the couch. And it was so good feeling for me when I would see in the remarks, thank you. I love this interview. You made my day. You did this. You did that. To me, it's like we're all sharing in this and we're going back to our youth. And you know what happened yesterday? It was all taken away. All the videos, the opportunity to have another wrestler on his couch is over. Because guess what? I'm not, we're not going to have sponsors. We don't get monetized. We've got to pay for the studio. Can't pay for a wrestler. Yeah, guys, sometimes we have to pay. Some of them come in for free. Some get paid, this okay, business, depending yeah. on who they are. Right. And guess what? We all lost that opportunity. Yep. So instead of hearing stories and, and thoughts of these wrestlers, you could go back to Boston Wrestling and listen to the trash Marty Jannetty talking about all the fucking drugs he did. And by the way, Marty Jannetty's going to have his fucking foot cut off. So, you know, hey, while everybody's happy that Marty Marty Party was around, right. it came with a price. Because yeah. now the legend will not have a fucking leg. And a, you know yeah. what? I bet a whole bunch of people are okay with that. Probably. I'm not okay with it. No, I'm not uh, You know what? Yeah. I love Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, you know what else gets lost here? 95% of the people who would comment on our show, if not higher... To tell you the truth, loved us. Listen, nobody. So we benefits. got a tiny little percentage of fascist pigs who think that they know what liberty and freedoms are, and they're they're clearly the problem. That's no, what's nobody wrong with benefits nowadays. from other people's misfortune. Well, you know what? Now another million people could go. Now another million people could go watch Hannibal. Hannibal could make all his money at mommy's house, right. beat up some more women. Sure, whatever, right? If you bored. and then he could sit there and drone along, and right. that'll be it. That's it. But anyway, um, that's it. I wanted to say, Chris Patty, thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris. Uh, as much as the wrestling world is really effed up with the agents that burn down their houses or, um, you know, the drugs and everything else, this, this, this podcast, broadcast, television. This is a real television studio, folks, by the way. This is not a uh, podcast studio. This yep. actually has videos and television cameras and all this good shit. Yeah, we shit. didn't put a couple of 8x10s um, up on our bedroom wall and say, look at me. Right, exactly. Right, I got you. So um, I want to thank you, Chris, because if we never met you, we wouldn't even had this opportunity. So we consider you a friend and a brother, and thank you. And no matter how this turns out, 
I want to say thank you for the opportunity. It's been my pleasure. Can I say a couple of things? Sure. Do you mind? I think they're important. And I want to talk to your audience for a minute. I've done a lot of shows in my lifetime, and I can tell you one thing. I know talent when I see it, and you guys had something special, you have something special, and you'll always have something special. And something that you guys do that you don't even think you realize what goes on at other shows. There's people who write the comments. They write everything. Half of it is is fake, the comments that are online. They give the guests a list. You can only talk about this. You can't talk about that. And you have to say this about us and that about us. And the the guest gets paid money, and and they're basically a stooge. I don't care who it is. Famous people. I'm not going to name names. That's how these other shows are run. You gave them a free microphone. You gave them a democratic platform to say whatever they wanted. Sometimes it was fucked up what came out of their mouth, but it was the truth. And you gave them that opportunity. And in this goddamn country, that's the way things are supposed to be. And you guys gave them that. They didn't get that on any of the other shows they were on. And I know they're going to sorely miss that. And I thank you guys for that. And I'm proud of you guys that you stood up for that. And you, you took the heat. But you guys stood up for what was right to give people the opportunity to say what they had to say. And I know all the wrestlers that you've had on over the years appreciate that. That's all I wanted to say. Well, Chris, you you couldn't have said it any better. And, you know, it's true. I will say that every wrestler that has been in here has enjoyed themselves because they felt they had the freedom to speak about whatever they wanted to speak about on that particular day. You know, whether people are – look, guys, you guys tune in. I get it. You want to hear wrestling stories and that – that I totally get. But in a lot of cases, these guys are tired of telling the same old story. They don't want to tell what happened. But they have this freedom to talk about politics and religion, and it makes them feel good. And then they start to relax, and then they start telling some other stories that you may not have heard. And uh, Maria Davis says, well, one thing, Monty and Farrow never fudged their ratings. No, we didn't. No. That was a one... Guys, no. you got to understand, it, it, it's like I work a lot of hours, and so does everybody in this world. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is I used to come home, and we used to work so hard on this, and we would discuss, you know, we would discuss Maria Davis. We would discuss R.J. Hudson. We would discuss Till Luce. late hours of the night. Yeah, and say, fence. hey, Luce didn't like this. Maria didn't like this. Could we tweak this? Could, right. you know, again, because we just wanted everybody to have a good time. Enjoy Life yourself. is hard yeah. enough. Yep. So, again, this is very disappointing to me for the fact that I didn't want this to end. I felt like we were stepping to other ground. We were. You know, I used to say the one thing I marked we out for the most, and I will tell you I marked out for, is when our shows were mentioned in the dirt sheets. And we, we have a website, week. and we would put it on there, yeah. and I would be so pumped about it, and yeah. we would get going. You we know, just had a bunch of plugs this Jason, week. Jason, thank you. Sheets. But the you know, the point of the matter is, you know, it's just it's just disappointed. Um, I'm disappointed, and it's it's impossible, guys. I I started another page, and I'll ask you if you could help me and help Jimmy and help Indie Music Studio. If you could get us more subscribers and more views, I'm not asking for members. We can't even get members right now. We have nothing, right? So it's like to even get close to where we were, where we could get monetized and start rolling again, would be a Herculean effort, and we cannot do it without you. So, again, I know there's not a huge group of us, but if we could get this working, it could happen. If we can't, then it's not going to happen. Audience makes enough of a stink about this, and they contact YouTube, 
and express their disconcern. Remember, YouTube makes money off of, of monetization from you and everybody else. And you not being on there, however little it is, they're not making the money they were. So if your audience reaches out and say, we want Monty and the Pharaoh back, put them back. You know, we appreciated their content. We miss it, but we don't understand. Enough people do that. And your fans out there, they'll love you and they're loyal. If they do that, you could get reinstated. So it's not impossible. I'm just saying if everybody out there, if you could reach out and just contact YouTube and say, we don't understand. These guys are doing a great job here. They make money off this. They're trying to survive. They're trying to give us, you know, an uncensored real content from the, the, you know, the, 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 the great historic wrestlers of our time. Not a lot of people are doing that. And no one is given the free platform like you have. So whatever you could do out there, guys, I appreciate that. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to be back with author of Pro Wrestling's Black World Champions, right, David Shabazz. That's right, folks, Canine Corral. For all your dog daycare and overnight care, call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. Hmm. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631 631- Two nine nine three five nine five. That's six three one two nine nine three five nine five. Elm Global Logistics. Pride, performance, and partnerships. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast. Monty and Farrell, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ron Conkama, Long Island. So, David, welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. We're sorry for that long rant, but like I told you, it caught us at a really, really bad time that affects, you know, again, we were very, we're very excited to have you on and we wanted to have a huge audience to promote this book and, you know. We're going to do the best we can here, sir. But I hope thank you. I haven't offended you, sir. Are you, you're not offended. Thank you. you. Oh, not at all. I'm, I'm still very happy to be on the show, and I'm, I'm glad that you – I appreciate the fact that, you know, you guys give a platform to people like me to be on the show. And it's just – I hate what happened, but, you know, I think we're, we're – I think we can build it back up. Well, I hope so. Appreciate it. So, that. David. Thank you. Pro Wrestling's Black World Champions. Please tell the fans out there why this book. Well, it's, it's, um, it's sort of a, a long story. It's really kind of uh, touchy and personal. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll try not to get too uh, slobbish, if you will, with this. Um, it's, uh, it's a book that came out of, um, my desire to, uh, pay tribute to my brother, my brother, Julian, um, you guys may know him, may be familiar with his work. He wrote the, uh, black stars of professional wrestling back in 1999. And it was on its third edition that was just published in 2019. Um, my brother, passed away in um, June of 2020. And uh, he was um, um, 
he was dealing with uh, uh, kidney issues and he was something that he was um, just privately dealing with that. It wasn't something that he told anybody. He was constantly working and doing interviews and uh, um, but yeah, so he he passed in uh, 2020 and sort of going through his things as you know, typical when that happens, um, I found this publication. It's a small um, saddle stitched 43 page pamphlet, booklet, if you will. And it's uh, Pro Wrestling's Black World Champions. And he published this back in 2009. And so when I found it and I was like, oh, wow. Um, this would be a good opportunity for me because actually when it, when, when he had passed, some people were saying that, um, I think they were trying to nudge me on. They were saying somebody <laughs> needs to continue his legacy. And so I'm, I'm sure they were trying to, you know, throw those points at me to do that. Um, and so that's really how it came about. And when I found this publication, a good way to just, uh, pay a tribute to my brother, I said, Hmm, well, uh, there's still very few wrestlers of African descent that have held the world heavyweight title, a single titles holder. Um, and that's what the premise of the book is, is, is really about. And that's why um, even mine is not as, as large because uh, many pages, because um, it's, it's just trying to focus on those few um African-American wrestlers who were the world heavyweight champion in one of the major federations. So, David, the first thing I thought about was both you and your brother, did you both grow up wrestling fans or just your brother? Absolutely. Uh, we, we both grew up. I mean, it was, it's big and throughout my household. So <laughs> the family, my mom, my dad, grandmother, everybody uh, were huge wrestling fans. So here's the question for you. I always remembered the beginning of pro wrestling when I was younger. It always seemed like a white guy's deal. How does an African-American like fall in love with wrestling when most of the heroes are white guys? Well, um, from South Carolina, uh, is where I'm from, and uh, – Everybody sort of watched wrestling where, where, where we were from. I mean, you kind of grew up, you watched wrestling, you watched uh, NASCAR. I mean, regardless of, of your race and as, as well as football and basketball in the main sports, it was just one of those things. So, I mean, Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, Mid-Atlantic, that was on TV all the time. So, I mean, just grew up watching it. So when Ron Simmons finally wins the – was a WCW yeah. title, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. huge was that for your family, or was it huge at all? It didn't matter. Uh, it, it it really didn't matter. Um, I mean, it was it was great at the time, but uh, but it, we watched him, and and it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a good thing that happened, and and but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't anything like a celebration of a Barack Obama. Yay, we got a black president. It wasn't right. it wasn't anything it's on wrestling. that level. Um, <laughs> It's wrestling, but yeah, right? I mean, but we, we, yeah, we were happy right. that he won the belt. Yeah. Right. That's what. Hello. 
all our detractors, it's wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh just, my god. I just had to. How difficult was it writing this book, considering your brother had dabbled in this? Was it easy for you, or? Um, it was. It was very difficult because I wanted to kind of stay within the spirit that he wrote the original book. Sure. So trying to put myself in in his frame of mind and and really following this one as an example. And this book, to give a little background, his original book came from uh, an article that he wrote for Kayfabe magazine on the Black World Champions. And I knew about this publication, but I I didn't know a lot about it because it was really more of a personal project for him that he wrote with his son. He wrote the book and he allowed his son to create this cover. And I think it was just a father trying to help his, and uh, his son was like 12 years old or something at the time. So that's, it really wasn't that spectacular of a cover, but this is a father trying to help his son. And so um, he expanded that article into uh, that publication. And so I was really, it's hard when you're trying to stay within the same spirit that he wrote the article um, um, and then expanded into a book. And so um, I think there were maybe around 12 or 13 wrestlers in his and um, mine has 21. So in that, within that time, I thought that, yeah, this is a good time to update it because a few more people have actually held the world title. So right. um, I thought it was, was good to, to do this. Cool. Uh, question, I'm going to throw it out there. Why not? Were you a fan of Hulk Hogan growing up? And if so, did you continue to be one after he was illegally, uh, you know, recorded? Uh, yes. And Interesting. Yes. Why? Why'd you continue? Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is, you're talking about the, yeah. the scandal with the yeah. steroids and all mm-hmm. of that? Or? You know, well, some other things that he might have said about his daughter dating a basketball player. I'm not sure if you're, I would think you were aware of all of that. Oh. He's not um, aware of all of that? No. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> Are you serious? No, Hulk Hogan got in all sorts of trouble because he, he, he was caught on, on a recording saying that, why is my daughter going to date this you know, blah, blah, blah. I was referring to the color of skin. He was like, I'd yeah. rather have her date a wealthy basketball player or something than this scumbag. It was something like that. And it, it, of course, it sounds terrible. So, of course, after That's that, Hogan, it, you know, I was just curious if you remained a fan of Hogan after this, the racist shit came out. Yeah, I did. I, I, I wasn't exactly familiar with it, but yeah, I know there were instances of him using the N word and, right. um, that's very offensive, and I certainly don't support that. Right. Um, but I, but it's I, wrestling? I kind of separate the you know the person from those kinds of things. He was okay. Okay. I was just curious. All right, so they, you got a lot of uh, great names in here. I want you to tell me your feelings about some of the wrestlers in your book, and tell me what your thoughts mm-hmm. are on them. Um, we discussed Ron Simmons. How about Jacqueline? Uh, excellent performer. Um, she's actually um, someone who I'd put in the top five of, of, of all time of the black wrestlers. Um, I really respected her as a performer. I respected her as someone who 
um, wanted to wrestle with the men. Um, she didn't want to just fight the women and, and she would fight anybody. I, I love that determination about her and the, the uh, focus I think she was trying to bring to the women, the female wrestlers, who's always been somewhat marginalized and uh, made into eye candy. And even, you know, they had her being a little eye candy at, at, at some point. Um, but yeah, I think I really have the greatest respect for her because she was one of those who was a real genuine wrestler. Oh, yeah. um, although oh, yeah. she is a very beautiful woman. And I understand that there's nothing wrong with, with uh, using what you have. But um, she wanted people to focus on her talent and she would wrestle with the men. And so I really uh, respect her a lot for that. All right, here's one a little bit suspect, but you, you can defend it. I'm confused. The Rock. I thought he's Samoan. What's going on? What is he? Oh, well, Rocky. Okay. Right. Samoan so he and feels black. strongly both ways. But still, suspect. I don't, I don't Thoughts? Yeah, that that's something that always seems to come up. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think people like the way you put that. want you to be, number one, the man himself mm. has no control over the way he was born. Right. He can't control that. And to ask him to which side do you want to accept? Your mother's <laughs> side or your father's <laughs> side? That's not fair to him to do that. No, it's really not. And and people want him to be a Samoan. I've heard some people say, "Well, he declared himself more Samoan when he put the tattoos on." Oh, well, I mean, okay. just because just because he's not wearing any African colors, most black Americans who have both black parents don't go around wearing dashikis and African colors to say, I'm, you know, I'm a hundred percent black man. Good point. They don't do that either. So it doesn't mean that he's picking one Mm -hmm. over the other. And personally, if you ask him, um, what type of champion are you an African American champion? Are you a Samoan champion? His answer would probably be what he's always said. I'm the people's champion. There you go. Very good. That's excellent. Or he would say it doesn't matter what kind of champion I am. It doesn't matter. (laughs) A a favorite. Very good. A favorite of mine, Booker T. Ah. Five time. Five time. Five time. Yes. Five time. Yes. Um, Booker T is a wonderful, phenomenal person. What a talent. And um, I, I, I can probably get away with saying this, but I know with your show, you wouldn't mind me saying it anyway. Uh-oh. Um, there was a large push, focus being put on African-American wrestlers in the 90s. Mm. And um, my brother Julian was on uh, BET Tonight with Tavis Smiley, that show in probably around 92 or something like that. And... Um, um, WCW, the producers somehow they, they contacted WCW and I don't know the backstory, but I'm sure they probably contacted Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon did not want to send any of his wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so WCW sent, uh, Booker T, his now wife, Charmel mm-hmm. and, um, Ernest the Cat Miller on that okay. show with my brother okay. Julian. And, 
that show must have aired. I don't remember exactly, but the show must have aired on like a Thursday or something like that. And that next Monday, Booker T became champion. Ah, there you go. Now, Vince McMahon has taken some I don't know if heat. there's a correlation. You know, it's funny. Vince McMahon had taken some heat in the past for stereotyping certain wrestlers and putting them in, um, you know, their cultural character, if you will. Uh, let's not right. forget that WCW, uh, once upon a time, there's a schmuck on YouTube named Vince Russo who decided to call Booker T, oh, I don't know, a GI bro. GI bro. Any thoughts when you saw Booker yeah. T being booked as a GI bro? Yeah, I I think that you vomit um, in your mouth a little bit when you saw that. <laughs> it was it was definitely offensive, and I I think it actually I I think that actually goes back to I don't know, but I think that was actually before Russo. I believe I he think um, that was Russo. had that name when he was in um, when he was just coming into the business out of maybe out of Houston or wherever. Okay. And I think that's where that G.I. Bro character came from. It didn't last long. Um, well, I remember seeing G.I. Bro appear in the dying days of WCW. That's why I'm bringing it up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that so was a Russo. he tried to take him back to that offensive character. Yeah. And meanwhile, just a few short months later, Vince McMahon gets a hold of Booker T, and we know what he did with him. So, All right. Yeah. We got here. Now, I'm not a huge fan of ours, but Jazz. Jazz. ECW. Yes. 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 Jazz is probably uh, Similar to more Jackie. prominent known for her work in ECW. Similar to Jackie in some ways. Tough as can be. Great in the ring. Fair? Yes. Yes. Very similar to Jackie. Yes. Okay. Mike, can you tell me whether or not, in my opinion, the greatest br- black wrestler who never held the world title that should have, and as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the all-time greats, is Ernie Ladd in this book? Ernie Ladd is in the book. Of he's course. towards the back. I think Ernie Ladd <laughs> was the is. absolute greatest. I'm sorry. He should have held I, the belt back in the day. He was fantastic. Yes. What, about, what about Bobo Brazil? That's another one, but I felt Ernie was even Bearcat Wright, who are also in there, his book. There you go. There yes. you go. Mr. Wrestling they were, announcer. They were world title holders. Yes. Yeah. Um, and 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 Farrell, you're right. Um, but Ernie and Ernie Ladd is in there because he held a version of right. the belt, though it wasn't. Right. There was some discrepancy. It wasn't really recognized mm-hmm. whether it should be, but yep. because he held the WWA's world heavyweight title. Right. Um, right. And he is also. On my list, number one, all he's, time. Wow. He's the greatest. I mean, would it have been so unbelievable for him to beat Bruno in 76 or so? I don't think so. Bruno could have won it back. He could have won it back. What's the harm? Right. But Ladd had the... Okay, so he wasn't the greatest technical wrestler. Doesn't matter. But he Not could perform in the ring, yeah. and he had the mic skills. And that, to me, is what's really necessary. I mean, he wasn't like, hey, I'm going to kick your butt. I mean... That's that's no Mike skill. I mean, Lad was the perfect. Uh, he was just the embodiment of what a what a wrestler should be. He was an incredible seller, by the way. Mm-hmm. He sold he sold punches fantastic, and he didn't have to. He could have been a jerk about it. I'm six foot nine. I don't have to sell you punch. He sold everybody's punches. He was great. Right. Here, here's something that's interesting. You've got Big Daddy V in here, Oy. and you're giving him credit Ugh. because he won the King of the Ring. What? How come Big Daddy V's in here? Well, the the um, I'm I'm giving him credit because of that 
short-lived um, okay. federation that had Hogan and did have some of the other big name people, but it never got off the it never really got off the ground and had any uh, television exposure. Right after WCW's demise, was it X Extreme Championship Wrestling or something like that? Well, they ECW, it. sure. And yeah, Visceral yeah was it didn't last long, but ring, he was able to he held that title. And I thought with the with the big names that they had uh, in that federation that it would have had a chance. I'm Jimmy Hart and Hogan and mm. others, and but it just never took off. I don't remember that. Um, not too well. How did you feel the night that Rocky Johnson, were you watching when Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas were the first uh, African-Americans to win the World Tag Team Championship? Do you remember that, Rocky and Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas? Um, the Soul Patrol, yes. I uh, really enjoyed them. I was, I was young at that time. I was too young to really understand the significance of okay. it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I definitely remember those guys and uh uh Tony Atlas in in particular I think is one of the most underrated um African American wrestlers of all time. Uh, I can see that. I mean we have we can't believe how well he talks. They never really let I, him talk much. Boy can he talk. Right. I, I want to go through the list of the book, but I want to ask you David who in your opinion, is the greatest black wrestler in history? Um, I've, I've, I've got to say Ernie Ladd. I mean, I, 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 would, I agree. I actually my, agree with this. My top five, I would say Ron Simmons. Um, um, and a lot of that is, is due to him having the belt, but it's not, but, they don't just give the belt to anybody, so I can't discount his skill. Can't um, Ron Simmons, Ernie Ladd, Booker T, Tony Atlas, Jackie Moore, The Rock, and at the top, Ernie Ladd. Wow, wow. nice. You know what's funny? I th- in my top five, JYD would be in my top JYD. five. Wow. There's another guy who should have held the belt. I, yeah, I, I, I debated could've. that one. I would really love to put JYD in there. You know, and and that's to give a little background. That's what turned my brother, the wrestling fan, into an author on the Black Stars of Professional Wrestling. JYD's death. We loved the sport so much. When he died, my brother was looking around and was like, there's nothing on him. There's no recognition. These great people who we watch just live and perform and die, and nobody says anything about it. And that is when he first wrote the book. Um, and a lot of people were asking him at the time about uh, questions about racism and wrestling and all. And he was like, well, you know, that this book was written out of love. Mm-hmm. It was written because there was nothing praising the African-American wrestlers. And that's why he wrote that book. And that's really what it's about. It's not really about trying to, you know, talk about the um, the Hogans and the Dusty Rhodes and even somewhat Flair, the John Cena's, these different people who imitate African-American mannerisms and everything in the ring and become popular themselves. Um, yes, we know that. But that really wasn't what the focus of the book was about. It was really trying to just praise the African-American wrestlers. ESO it, says out happened. there. It ESO out there at says the death of junkyard dog. Okay. 
ESO says out there, Butch Reed, right? The natural or Hacksaw. Hacksaw Butch Reed. Hacksaw, I was yeah. a huge natural fan. We were lucky enough to have him in studio before he passed. He was awesome. I think he's hugely underrated as well. He is. Um, Butch Very. Reed was another one who could wrestle, and 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 he could talk too. Mm-hmm. Um, and even <laughs> it was funny that we used to laugh because uh, my brother and I used to joke about it when 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 they were uh, him and Simmons were doomed. You could tell which one was was Butch Reed because Butch was talking even through the mask. He, could, <laughs> he just couldn't keep his mouth shut, and you could always identify him. <laughs> Love it. Hey, what are your thoughts on, or if you're familiar with him, I hope you are, uh, New Jack from ECW who took extreme wrestling to a whole nother level. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the all-time great black wrestlers. And he, I mean, he's a loose cannon, obviously. He's passed away now, but any thoughts on New Jack? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I kind of have to, um, to admit personally, uh, I, I enjoyed ECW. Um New Jack was kind of violent for me. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy watching New Jack's matches. You're not into ECW um, approach, then. That's fair. You don't have to like it. I did, but it was and and New Jack in particular, and 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 God rest his soul. I don't mean to, you know, talk anything about it. It's just my personal preference. Sure. I thought the music was playing too loud. His music <laughs> played throughout uh, his uh, match. Uh. It was too loud. It was distracting. And some okay. of the things that he did. Uh, you know, taking some of those bumps, and I was like, "New Jack, why are you, you crazy? You know, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what's the point in all of that?" And that's yeah. just my personal opinion. I yeah. personally did not like him, but that has no uh, uh, that doesn't factor into uh, my rating of who I think is 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 mm-hmm. his top performer. Um, New Jack with his, I did like New Jack. When he, I can't, what were they, the gangsters or something? Right. He didn't even have a yes. partner. Him and Mustafa. Um, right. Correct. I, yeah. I, I like those two together. And I think New Jack kind of got real extreme when he <laughs> when he real. was by himself. But, real extreme. Um, but, yeah, he was a great performer. Are you pleased with the progress in professional wrestling as far as giving more opportunities to black wrestlers? I am. I think that it's um, grown a lot. I, I, I think... Um, there's more room to go with only 21 people holding the um, title. But now I would say a lot of that I'm, I'm sort of disappointed on, on another level because I was talking about this the other day. I'm, I'm disappointed in how um, Vince McMahon is the King now. So um, how Vince McMahon, WWE, um, doesn't really push the African-American wrestlers. I'm disappointed to see um, Kofi Kingston elevated to the world heavyweight champion, and now you've reduced him to a mid-card status. Right. Why is Bobby Lashley reduced to mid-card status now? I mean, I don't see Hogan, Flair. I don't see any of those top guys uh, ever being reduced down to now I'm fighting for the United States title and I'm in a meaningless, uh, I shouldn't say meaningless, but, you know, mid-card. They were main event and they should remain on the main event level, well, I think. David, with much respect, I want to disagree with you on this one. Um, we've got different brands, right? Uh, 
uh, uh, Roman Reigns holds both titles. He, he doesn't really go between the two shows. So Triple H is in charge now, and the right move is that he's trying to elevate the U.S. title for Raw and the Intercontinental title for SmackDown to make those the belts for More those. Important. And Again. Lashley right. okay. is one of the main guys going for the U.S. title. And, and that's where I just disagree with you there. I think Lashley is a major player. I agree with you on Kofi, and my partner's being kind of quiet here right now, but he was not a Kofi fan. Never was. And he felt it was a huge mistake even putting the title on him. I, I still so, feel that way. Yeah, and again, and this is the best thing about wrestling. We can disagree and agree with each other, right? nothing to do with his background. I just felt right. that Kofi was overrated. I was not surprised. That Vince McMahon, after he appeased the fans, because the fans were like, put the belt on this guy, and I'm scratching my head, because I grew up in an era where, okay, not everybody was Hulk Hogan size, but my champion was Bob Backlund, who could in mm. real life twist you into a pretzel. So I right. would look at Kofi Kingston, and I would go, no. So when Brock Lesnar came back and squashed him in 10 seconds, everybody else was shocked, and I was like, tell me what's not realistic about this situation, because it is. That's how right. I looked at it. And that. I, I, I totally agree. I, I, he agrees. So my that. position is <laughs> if he doesn't deserve the belt, then why did you put it on him? If right. he doesn't deserve to be on main right. event level, then why right. would you put him there right. just to appease the fans? Find a black wrestler who's qualified to be there and give like it to Bobby. him. Like Bobby. Like Lashley. Yes. Yeah. There yes. you go. There you go. So, last two questions, David. First, mm-hmm. What was the most important championship win by a black wrestler? Is it Ron? Because it's the it's, first. Yeah, it got to be Ron Simmons. Um, okay. I think, you know, winning that championship uh, at a major federation. And, I mean, all of the, you know, the, the, the wrestlers in WCW came around him. White, black, everybody celebrated with Ron Simmons. And so, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, it's got to be him. Have you had a chance to reach out to some of the uh, black wrestlers that are still alive that would appreciate your hard work here? Have you had any feedback from anybody? I have not. Um, and that's that's something that uh, I will probably do. I've been um, – really, I was reluctant to do the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, to just kind of further my brother's legacy is the only reason I even put this one out there. Um, it hasn't really been something that I've – kind of owned or taken, you know, taking that ownership myself. And I, I, I can see myself doing that, but at the time I think it was just more therapeutic for me, uh, dealing with losing him, um, and just trying to, just trying to pay some tribute to him, but to my brother that is, but, uh, yeah, I'll probably, um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I've been on um, several different shows, been interviewed by um, several people, including uh, Vince Russo's show, um, and so which is actually pretty good. Him and Stevie Ray, um, and 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 Stevie remembered that um, he remembered my brother from that appearance with with Booker T uh, on that show, and so. But yeah, I I'll probably start reaching out a little more myself. David, I want you to end the show with a uh, tribute to your brother Julian and tell the fans out there what type of person Julian was and what he meant to you and your family. Um, 
Julian was um, my big brother. He was um, almost two years older than me. We uh, grew up wrestling fans. He was just um, an ordinary fan who watched the sport, who loved watching it. And when one of his heroes, JYD, died and there was nothing on him, that's how much of a fan that he was. It touched him that much that he decided to uh, write about um, the black professional wrestlers. And uh, the Black Stars book was um, it listed, he researched and listed every <laughs> black wrestler, whether they held a title, whether they worked for an independent federation for three months. I mean, he, he tried to put everybody in there that he could to um, to have something on them to celebrate them. That's the kind of person that he was. Um, he um, He was an author. Um, he was a speaker, a phenomenal speaker. He spoke on, um, college campuses, uh, motivational speaker. Um, he was a college professor. He was working on his, um, doctorate degree in education. He was actually his, his dissertation that he was working on was looking at the XFL, uh, right before he died. He was going to do his, his dissertation on that. And, um, he was a person who was really committed to um, the African-American community. He wanted to see us in a better light. And, and, and that's where the book came from. There, it wasn't um, racist or it wasn't against any other race. It was just trying to praise his heritage, his race, uh, and trying to uplift the people. And that's, that, that's the kind of person my brother was. David. Pro Wrestling's Black World Champions. Where can fans get the book? Um, it's probably best to get it from any of the online sites, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's, uh, um, I, I don't have a personal website set up for it yet. Um, I'm going to work on that over the holidays and, and, and have my own site that people can go to. But right now... Um, uh, the online bookstores, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, those. Well, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, I wish it was under better circumstances. Uh, but one thing you might be able to put in your resume, you were the last guest of On Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. <laughs> David, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be on the show. God thank bless. You, we'll thank talk you, to man. you soon. God bless you too. Thank you. All right, pretty cool, right? He was awesome. Who is your favorite black champion? Or that black wrestler? It's Ernie, it's probably Ernie Ladd, because I just love Ernie Ladd. I know that I never talked much about him to you, but I've always thought that Ernie Ladd was the best, at, 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 especially during his time period. Who the hell talked better than Ernie Ladd? I think Ernie I'm going. I'm great. going myself. The natural Butch Reed. That's cool. For some reason, I forgot about him until I forget who brought it up on online well, here. You know but what it was? Ernie Ladd was the first one who impressed me. Yes. Because I started watching in the '70s, and I saw Ernie Ladd. I'm like, oh my god, who's this skyscraper? Then I figured out he was a real football player, like a really good one too. But, Not but just a before joke. we go, I just want I did. want you to weigh in here. Here's a couple of things that I sure. didn't agree with, though. What do you got? 
Well, well most putting the belt on Kofi, I'm never going to agree know. with, but we awesome, all know that. Awesome Kong, I thought, was a huge influence in wrestling. I'm awesome sorry. Awesome Kong, not a, not a big fan, but I mean, you know, I know she made her indentation. Now, here's the, here's the tricky one. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose sucks. <laughs> But, and she was a champion? It's got nothing to do what with What championship did she win? She stole the AEW championship, didn't she? I don't Isn't know, that man. what's going on here? I did like not, but I didn't know she yeah, won she a world sucks. championship. Get out of here. I didn't think yeah. the TBS championship. Oh, Actually, she was, cool you know what? I'm sorry. Her, she was the AEW champion. That's what I'm saying. She yeah, you're stole right. it or some shit like that. I don't know what the story is. All right, man. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you, guys. You know what? If we don't see each other in the future, which I don't think we will. Peace. Want to thank you all for joining us, Farrow. The final farewell, buddy. Thanks, everybody, man. I mean, it was very special to share this with my buddy of uh, you know my childhood and uh, Ditto. Ditto. to Ditto. see to see all these Hall of Famers come in. Spidey, thank you for your help over the over the uh, brief time period we had you. You were a fantastic producer. I want to thank Chris Patty for giving us uh, a wonderful studio to do things out of. I'd like to say thank you to a couple of us. If I don't remember everybody, but Maria, Maria Davis, thank you, honey. Yeah, great. Love you. Yeah. Uh, Phil DeCessere, who I always made sure I pronounced your name right. Phil, you were fantastic. You're a class act. And, and do us a favor, not that it matters anymore, but snoop around and, and see who these people were who, den- who are going to deny you and everybody else who loves our show and loves wrestling as much as we do, who are going to deny uh, you getting a chance to still say hi to us every week. Guys, it's been a pleasure. We love you all. On behalf of my partner, Mike Monty, this is Monty and the Farrell. Love you. Later. <laughs>